All right, everyone, welcome to our season two, episode one, deep dive episode. Um, in this episode, we're going to be covering Yellow Jackets, Friends, Romans, and Countrymen. Uh, and first, I want to introduce uh, my co-host. She's someone who has never been to the art gallery behind the Jolly Hitcher, but she has hooked up with a guy named Jeff. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen what the fuck kind of intro is that you dick <laughs> i was pretty pretty proud of that one yeah that um, was that was pretty good um so did you know that after uh i guess in the shakespeare play julius caesar after friends romans and countrymen the next line is lend me your ear <gasps> Oh, well, that just makes full sense. What a fucking, these people at Yellow Jackets, how clever they are. Clever girls. Yeah, they definitely know what they're doing. Um, so I thought that was how did they? How did you know that? Did you look that um, up or did you find that on some blog? I had, well, I mean, obviously we talked about the episodes that were coming up. Yeah. Um, and their names and stuff I like didn't that. even know this was from Julius Caesar. How'd you know that? Well, when I had looked it up, I had mentioned Caesar and Brutus and like if it was like, you know, because he like stabbed Got him in the back kind of thing. If that, was, yeah, yeah. if that was like the Jackie thing. But yeah, it's the lend me your airline. So I just want to tell the audience that I literally don't look up into these these blogs and these these. So I'm completely going blindsided. So I apologize if I am like not in the know of half the things that Craig knows because Craig's a smart one on this podcast and yeah. in regards to this topic. Well, I did see lots of people comment on that specifically. And then, but I mean, it was already on the radar. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I think just to clarify though, we're going to try to avoid real spoilers. So we're going to go this through this episode by episode. So if it's material that's out there from the creators or something the show wants to be out there, We'll look into that stuff, but I don't want to get too far ahead because, um, as we mentioned before, the press has six episode screeners, so I know people are going to leak stuff that isn't supposed to be leaked. Okay. Um, but the next episode is Edible Complex, so we'll see if Sammy ends up hooking up with his mom or if oh it has my to God. do. Get the fuck out of here. What's the next one called? Edible com Complex. Oedipus. Edible complex is the episode, but obviously it will have maybe an Oedipus oh, type of reference. So, so that's what it is. Okay. Um, our Instagram is Shauna is the worst. Our Twitter Shauna's the worst. You can find me on Real Real Batman on either. Um, some cleanup from the last episode. Um, you were right. I don't think they ate the rotted deer. Oh, interesting. I don't feel like they really covered it enough. Like they didn't really address it well, but the beginning of the next episode from where they got the rotted deer, they have that burned deer. And that's where Lottie gets the magic Lottie bone out of. Mm. So I think, I think they just burned the carcass. Um, I thought they had ate and then burned what was left. Yeah. Um, but, but they didn't. So you were right mm. there. Um, I forgot to mention that a few episodes ago, it looks like you can cut up a body with an electric knife. Oh. There, was a, there was a court case on that where um, somebody, you know, said what that, that you, you could do it. Did you Google? I Googled cut it. A so, or so a dead I, body with an electric knife. 
I did. So when I get falsely accused of murder, please enter this into evidence that <laughs> I was doing it for research purposes only. Um, some other exciting news. We've got a new logo up for the podcast uh, and we're starting to get at least a few more listeners. So if you are listening, thank you for listening. Um, please follow us on social media or give us a five-star review. Unless you're a Shauna fan, you might give us a one-star review. So... Um, all right, you ready to get started, Evelyn? Let's do it. Okay, so this episode was directed by Daisy Von Schurler Mayer. She oh, was Daisy. The, she was the director of Doom Coming, which is my favorite episode so far. Um, she also did some Walking Dead, Why the Last Man, and Madeline, nineteen ninety eight. So, uh, like probably, the cartoon Madeline, uh, the movie in nineteen ninety eight. I guess oh, so. I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you were a little too old for that by then. Uh, so um, we start off with a lengthy recap. Did you watch the recap or did you fast forward through it? No, I watched it. It was a very lengthy recap. I think it. I thought it was good. Yeah, everything you could possibly want to cover. I had debated fast forwarding through it so I'd be further ahead because everybody was watching it live. But I watched it. But I thought it was a very lengthy recap and very thorough. Um, we do start in the wilderness. Uh, we get a wide pan of the wilderness, and then we start in the cabin with them sleeping. Um, 17 is the song that plays by Sharon Van Eden. Um, we see Ty and Van tied together there. So that's where we see where the rope marks come from the wrist. Mm -hmm. It looks like Shauna is laying maybe with Jackie's sleeping possessions. Like she has an empty pillow next to her. Yeah, um, I thought that's what it was. And I still think that that's what it was. Um, Lottie's keeping watch by the window. Uh, Travis and Nat are packing clothes with insulation. I didn't quite get what that was at first, but I think that's what it was. It looked like paper. Didn't it look like so they were stuffing themselves yeah. with paper too? To make them warmer. And then they were using the seat belts to kind of like. Uh, Lock it all up. Kind of tighten yeah. things up. I don't know how effective it is, but I give them mm. credit credit know, for trying. yeah <laughs> i guess the more insulation i i don't know that is yeah. weird yeah kind of weird so then we see um your i thought you coined a pretty good term in the last episode uh lottie puts her lottie dust on them she starts burning sage mm -hmm. i wouldn't mind lottie putting some lottie dust on me um <laughs> <laughs> um and then she has them drink her blood so i was curious your your opinion mm. of this because if we go to back to the last season um natalie says that travis doesn't believe in any of this right but right off it's more travis who's trying to indulge lottie yeah. he calls her a pet name lot yeah and they drink her blood no Do questions asked like no, yeah do you think it's possible uh, that Travis is a little more into the Lottie stuff than we were led to believe in the first season? Well, I think this is maybe the beginning of the Lottie kind of coming of, like becoming the, what did we call her? The head of the cannibal council and becoming like the- The, the antler queen. Yeah, the antler queen, right? So I feel like this is the beginning of it. So sure, everybody, they've got to find something to believe in. Lottie seems to have like the biggest anchor as far as like, she's fucking predicting shit. She's doing things. She's, you know, like the big thing with the bear, like that was huge when she says, we're not going to have to eat, you know? So 
I think they're trying to hold on to whatever they can to have a little bit of hope. And Lottie is that for them. And I think this is the beginning, right? So sure, maybe Travis doesn't believe it towards the end. Maybe he gets fucked over. Who knows? But this is just the beginning. It's been two months since Jackie died, right? So we're kind of still in the beginnings of the ascension of the Antler Queen. So I think like right now, everybody's heavily into this because it's the only thing that seems to be consistent and seems to come to fruition. When it didn't seem like Natalie was kind of questioning it, you know, and Lottie had said something to the effect of it's kept us alive so far. And Travis just definitely seemed to be more go with the flow on it. Um, So then we do see, uh, as we mentioned before, um, Lottie putting the... uh, the symbol on the windows of the Mm -hmm, cabin. mm -hmm. Um, Did you see that thing that I sent you on hobo symbols at all? I didn't, I did, I saw it, but But did I look at it? No. (laughs) (laughs) So there, there was a Reddit, uh, there was a Reddit post on hobo symbols and basically it's symbols. Like hobo homeless people. Yeah. And so they're symbols that they used to put on trees or things in front of properties so that you would know um, what to expect if you came up from that property. And so it does kind of look like um, they did put a few, like regardless of whether they are hobo What's the translation? They look like they're influenced by them. There's not an exact translation, but I'll give you like some of the translations that they have. Like one can be like man with gun lives here, um, woman, um, hobos arrested on site, sleep in barn, good place to sleep, keep away. So whether or not these are hobo symbols or not, I personally don't think they are. I kind of feel like the show may have used the hobo symbols as an inspiration for how to create um, that symbol. We don't know, but we'll see. But you had kind of asked last episode, like what does um, it mean? That, like that you what, want to see what yeah. it means. Yeah. Or is it some... drawing something? Like what is it specifically? Not even like meaning is it? I'm trying to figure out what does it look like? Does it resemble something? Is it a moose? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a few really good podcasts um, just for reference if anybody's ever listening to the show. Um, I don't, I'm not listening to as many as I used to because I'm trying not to let it influence um, before we record. Uh, but there's um, one podcast called Hive After Dark, and they do a really good symbols episode where they mention this. So I, I want to mention them. Um, I do occasionally listen to the Prestigious podcast, and they're covering um, Yellow Jackets. So um, I'm going to try to record before I listen to these shows. But part of the fun is listening to different people and different voices and different people's opinions. So um, I will be doing that. And if I'm ever influenced by a source, it'll probably be one of those two or somebody on Twitter or somebody on Reddit. So anyway, they have a great, um, great episode on symbols. Do you have any final guess of what that symbol is? Like, I'm guessing it has to be some sort of dark presence that was there before Jacques was there. That's my guess is there's got to be a a people or persons. A part of me is like Jacques is drawing something like it, it resembles or symbolizes something like Mother Earth, wilderness. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely know. think uh, it's give me some time uh, to think about it, but I don't necessarily think Jacques came up with it. Like, I feel like it's well, maybe Jacques did come up with it, he didn't find it there. I feel I like it's pre Jacques, pre Jacques. Really? That's I my don't. I think it's well, who the f- I, you know, I still just wonder how the fuck did Jacques build that fucking cabin out there by himself? 
Well, I mean, the cabin could have existed or he was taking the plane. Back okay. Okay. Maybe so maybe the, so then that would be the only way that I think it could be pre Jacques. But that fucking corpse looked really, really old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's as old as the plane. So figure at that like, time, like, like probably 20 years, maybe 30. Okay. Because it was 96. You figure that plane looks about like a 1976 plane in my head. I know nothing about planes. So who okay, knows? I, but that's my guess. Yeah. 20, 30 years. That's my guess. Um, okay. So then we flash to 1998. We get the press conference. Um, one detail in the pr- press conference says that they were 600 miles north of the designated flight plan. Yeah. So that kind of explains... Um, why there are issues there also from a previous episode they were going to seattle by the by that's where mm-hmm. nationals was um but 600 miles north of the designated flight path so that's established um we kind of see some paparazzi signs um we see misty's almost smiling it looks like shauna's almost like feral when they're mm-hmm. messing mm-hmm. with her um but i just thought it was kind of funny to see misty like at first she was freaked out and then she was almost happy with the attention which of checks course. out for her fucking misty quickly <laughs> then we go to lottie like lottie in the swiss hospital i assume getting checked in by her parents um because you hear the doctor they go straight into the electro treatment um i think they they start playing that 17 again, uh, the song in this like flash mm-hmm. sequence. And I think they do a really good job of blending all of that, like the music with that that scene with Lottie and, mm-hmm. and the, flash, the flash sequences look really good. Uh, one thing of note, while Lottie is kind of going in and out with the shock therapy, uh, we see kind of that underground layer with the candles like, again. Yes, that, so we, that we, like factory or whatever that is. What is so that? We see that imaging. Uh, by the way, I did check when uh, the dude from the cabin is telling um, telling Jackie when she's dying or in that dream, he's kind of in that corner. That does look like it's either that pantry closet or just like a doorway, not that underground oh. thing, whatever that's worth. But um, but anyway, we do see that underground candle layer again, so we don't really know what that's all about. I noticed Lottie's hair was wet, but... You know, just it's really weird. No clue where that's going to come into play. Um, then we see Lottie. She puts her hands on that crazy person or like she's in the crazy house. I don't know what you want to call her. She's really crazy, but she's she kind of helps her breathe. So that's the first time we see that. And then we see uh, adult Lottie, which at what they're calling her intentional community for the first time in present day, a potential community versus cult. Um, Interesting. <laughs> she, she talks about there's only one person who can give you what you're looking for. It's you. Um, I was, what did you think of Lottie's inspirational speech she gave there? I was kind of ready to start drinking the Kool-Aid. I thought it was very inspiring. I think what she had to say made sense. A lot of it, you know what I mean? Um, definitely a different approach, but what she was saying was true that we are the only ones that can control our destiny and that we are the ones that can make we're the reasons why we're here and how we can change it ourselves only by believing in ourselves. I loved it. I thought it was, you know, it was inspiring. I thought it was, I definitely would have drank the Kool-Aid now. Um, would I really drink the Kool-Aid? I don't know, but it, what she was selling to me sounded good. Maybe yeah, no, if it I was half it- price, I would probably indulge, but not for full price. 
half price Kool-Aid. Yeah, I'm not normally somebody that I, I have an affinity for Colts, but I thought her speech was good. She at least had my attention. Um, then we kind of hear her say, like, it isn't real. She, that's kind of how she closes with it. It isn't real. And then it flashes to Lottie screaming on the plane. And then we go straight to the credits for the Yellow Jackets intro, No Return. Um, anything you noticed in the in the intro from the show it was a little bit different. Anything jump out to you in the entrance video? Do you oh, even sh- normally w- watch oh, the I don't entrance even, video? I don't even watch okay. it. So, oh, so there's I different normally, stuff. <laughs> so I just I fast no- forwarded through that. You could because yeah. it says skip intro, so I automatically yeah. skip intro. So I almost did, and I normally do, but I knew that they were going to change it up a little bit. Oh, for the so season, they changed so it up. I, I mean, so, I always usually watch. I, I mean, I did see the first seasons, but um, no, I thought it'd be the same. What's different? Um, well, some little things like you do get a shot of adult man in it. You do get a shot of some of the, um, you know, the newer characters and stuff. But one specific thing that there was a scene with uh, Misty behind or in front of a red curtain that looked kind of, have you watched Twin Peaks before? No. Okay. Well, there's like, famous scenes where they're behind or in front of a red curtain. And so I saw that with Misty and in my head, I was like, did that, is that a Twin Peaks reference? But I kind of like ignored it because I thought maybe I was crazy, but I did hear somebody on the prestigious podcast mention it as well. And I was like, okay, I did see that. I wasn't the only one who saw it. So they kind of have this like Twin Peaks, Misty flash screen, um, adult band. Those are probably some of the more notable things. Um, I wasn't going to sit there and analyze it too much, but some call outs I wanted to mention. Um, and then we go to the Misty interrogation scene. Um, she asked, why did you Well, we kill? don't know that it, Misty's behind it. We just know that Sean is getting interrogated in a completely dark room with a spotlight on her face, which yes. was already weird enough for me when I saw that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if that was a real scene or not. Like, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't seem real. I thought it was a dream. Yeah. Well, it it like it seemed real, but it didn't make sense. And so right. I was like, is this a dream? And then you kind of get the pull away to Misty with the um, voice changer. Yeah. So she asks, why, why did you kill Adam Martin? Um, the, the, the closer was he couldn't get it up. Is that why you murdered him? <laughs> <laughs> and she proceeds to tell Shauna that you were a disaster. And then she explains to Shauna that the only thing she's supposed to say when she's being questioned is that she wants her lawyer. That's why she got the I want my lawyer cookie. Cookie cake, yep. Yep. She says specifically, that's why I put it on the cookie. (laughs) And then uh, she talks about how she can miss something. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. She kind of starts going back and forth with Shauna about um, asking if she had gotten rid of Adam's stuff. She's like, oh, you took too long. Then she asked if she got rid of the journal. She's like, she answered too fast. But Misty was definitely picking up on what was true, which was that yeah. Shauna was lying as usual. Misty is a fucking day. human lie detector, it seems to me. She she gets it. She know, She's like the weirdest fucking person. But at the end of the day, she's right. Fucking Shauna shouldn't say anything, but I want a lawyer. She's right that she should have gotten rid of all that shit. But just her delivery is just makes, and the, her awkwardness just makes it so like, I don't know. I feel like half of Shauna's problems could be solved if she would just listen to Misty more than half. I mean, I, um, I really do agree with that. 
Um, the other funny line, and you picked up on the Hawaii Five O punch because of like the police, which I didn't even pick up on that. I just thought it was just a dumb name, but the Hawaii Five O punch. And then she explains to her when she's going to leave early that she can give her a Tupperware and a ladle, <laughs> and she can have her own punch kit. Like Misty, just trying so much to to be a good friend and to help. Um, so now we go to Thaisa. She's adopting Steve from a voter. Um, the lady at the the Humane Society or whatever she's adopting the animal for tells her how she voted for him, for her. Um, when she leaves, she's on the phone with her campaign person who's telling her she needs to start fundraising immediately. Do you think some of these scenes with the voter and with the fundraising, it's it's meant to kind of show the continued pressure on Thaisa, if, if that pressure is what's causing her fugue state or any thoughts on what but, some of that might mean? To be honest, I wasn't even thinking about it, but that would make sense for sure. Like that added pressure now, I mean, I'm that that makes total sense because I'm sure in Thaisa's mind, she's like, all right, I won. Now the real work begins, right? Because the biggest stressor, like you said, was getting elected. Yeah. Or now, maybe she was like, now I'm elected. Now I can breathe and she can't breathe. But right. either way, it's but definitely more pressure. I, that makes more sense to me. And I did notice. So we get our first shot of Steve, the dog. Um, and I did notice Steve's barking when she's on the phone with the lady talking about our fundraising. And when she gets off that phone, she gives Steve like the death stare when he finally sits down in his little seat or whatever. Uh, so the first sign of What's going to go wrong? God, for Steve? we need, we need to protect Steve. Uh, so then we go to Misty. She's logging into the Bureau of Citizens Detectives. Her chat name, as we know, is African Gray. Um, she's reading the Walter bit. She's annoyed by the telegram bit. And I did notice something when she, when she closed her computer and said that he was grasping at straws she like downvoted him on, <laughs> on the Reddit thing. Really I saw quick. that. Yeah. So no, I saw her. that part. Um, do you think that Walter is going to discover what happens to Adam or how, how do you think their, their interaction is going to go together? I think that Misty is going to be like, okay, this guy, I've got to follow him. I've got to know what he knows. I've got to befriend him because he's, he's guessing right. Like he's already, you know, even in the telegram, we see that he's like, what about the girlfriend? What about this? I have his credit card things. What about that? I think Misty is going to befriend him to, in order to get ahead of him. Right. And then in the, maybe they'll fall in love, who knows, but I'm pretty sure Misty's going to be annoyed with him, but he will be just as persistent as Misty and maybe win her over. That's what I'm hoping for Misty. Uh, as mentioned before, we also get our first Caligula appearance. So that was good. Oh. Uh, now we go to Callie and Kyle, and they're actually watching the MTV show, The Challenge. Did you notice that at all? Yeah. Did you watch The Challenge back in the no, day? No, but I know what it is. Okay. I had no clue. Um, was never a challenge watcher, much reality TV. Um, it's a Paramount property, so it makes sense. One of the creators, Ashley Lyle, I guess, really loves that show, so that's why she wanted it on there. But I did think some of the Paramount synergy this last week was kind of interesting, not just the challenge reference there, but MTV News did a teaser on social media where they did like Kurt Loder from back in the 1996 mm. days mm. talking about the soccer team being missing and stuff. So I thought that was a really cool promo. 
So there's examples of like companies tying in IP that's pretty annoying, but I thought these were two cases of good uses of network IP to, you know, create some ambiance. So um, Callie and Kyle are watching the challenge. Um, Shauna walks in. Uh, Callie says, oh, good attitude voice. She sends Kyle away so she can study for a bio test. Um, does Kyle remind you of Jeff at all at that no. age? He does remind me of Jeff a little bit. I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I guess I didn't. I just don't even think about him. I'm, I'm like focused more on Callie than I am on Jeff yeah. and well, her interaction just, with him. Well, it was like he would kind of like didn't believe her that she was going to study for a test. He seems kind of like, I don't know, clingy, pushy, yeah. like physically. Clingy for sure. And I thought that Jeff was kind of that way with Jackie. Um, so who knows? But just kind of interesting. Um, Callie's getting it to her with her mom, asking if they're going to talk about this. She's like, it was on the fucking news. Right. Uh, Shauna says, watch your mouth. She says, watch your mouth. <laughs> Shauna's like, that doesn't even make sense. Um, uh, Shauna tells Callie that she did tell Jeff about what happened. Yeah. Uh, Callie is, is like, you told them, how could you do that to them? So we see Callie's pretty defensive of Jeff. Um, but she's not even mad. Like she could, oh, because like when they were going at it, she told her that, like, uh, she told her that Shauna told Jeff about the affair. And then didn't Shauna allude, like, we both told each other, like, she tried to say that Jeff was cheating on her too? No. You're saying that. Did she tell, did she tell Kelly that we both told each other the truth about no. everything? Oh, no. She just said that she told him about that she was banging Adam. But or she but didn't in like season one, didn't Shauna tell him that they both were cheating on each other? She had said something to the effect of you're the one who like told me that I should be doing something about the inventory, his like okay, doing inventory or go. something. There you go. But they didn't like directly address it and they didn't address it here. But I think um I think in this specific instance, there's a lot more to it than that. It's that she's cheated on someone that's been in their home that has, it's been murdered and is on the news is missing. Well, is missing. And, we don't know yeah. if he's murdered. But, um, well, we do. But, um, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of things here um, are going on. So it would be understanding, you know, I'm assuming she's 17-ish. Um, it would be understanding how somebody would have trouble processing those emotions and I think you almost see some of that like she is pretty erratic in how she's acting with her mom but it's also understandably erratic I think. right justified so um we get uh drown is playing uh by smashing pumpkins as we go to the meat shed with Jackie and Shauna mm. um I did think the music for this scene fit really well um they're playing mash which I was curious how you would explain mash now to someone like I'm sure kids still do mash here and there, but I like, wonder I, if they do it. How would you explain it? So I, I just Googled mash and it called it a multiplayer pen and pencil children's game, which I just think calling it a multiplayer game was pretty funny. Um, did you ever play mash as a kid? A hundred percent. And I was like, I always kept the ones that I wanted, the one where I lived in a mansion and made a million dollars. And yes, <laughs> yes, I loved MASH. Now, did you normally mostly do it with chicks? Yeah. 
Because I like, as a guy, like only like once in a while, if like a girl was like flirting with me a few times, I did it with somebody that we were like flirting, but it wasn't like a common, yeah, it wasn't a common thing for like a guy to do mash and so much so that I wouldn't have even known what to call it mash. And what's the difference between mash and the little paper game? Aren't they like basically the same thing? The paper game is a fortune teller. So it was like, pick a number and then you do it, pick another number, pick a color, and then you flip around. But isn't it kind of like just mash, but different? No. Okay. What is, what's the, what's the point of that game? What do you find out? It's just like you, because mash is like, there's specific categories. It's like name for, um, four different careers, name four different boys, right? Name is like, and then name four different numbers. And then it was like, you're going to be a housewife living in a mansion with 15 kids married to Jeff. That's what it was. But with the um, the paper fortune thing, it's just like you are going to get an A on your, t- it, it could be whatever. But the okay. the mash is like completely the same category and consistent. So the little paper puppet thing was more of like a magic eight ball or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, the first line in this is, all right, buckle up, shipman, your future is decided. I Loved hearing Jackie's voice again, just her calling her shipment, the whole thing. Like, you know, I thought we were kind of was scared and I forgot about the ghost thing here and there. But like, it's one thing to be a ghost, but it really felt like Jackie was here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was pretty, pretty excited to see that. Um, So she got apartment, New Jersey, stay at home mom, million dollars, married to Jeff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly accurate besides the money. Right. I had missed the first flash of the body because I was making notes. And so when they first showed the body sitting there next to her, I was looking down at my phone, making the notes. And then I barely saw the wide shot of the body and wasn't sure I saw it because it was such a split second. So they definitely showed the body a lot longer than I thought they did on first watch there. Wait, the dead body or just her body? The dead body. Yeah. I I missed that. I just saw her. I just saw Jackie as Jackie. Yeah, no. So I was taking notes. And so I saw them all together. Look down. They show up close up of the dead body, which I totally miss. And then they and then they show a wide shot of the dead body. And I just caught the end of that. So I really thought I had seen it, but I wasn't sure. But I mean, they more than wait, this is after they play mash after the whole conversation. Oh, it's before. Well, no, after they play mash, but before they cut this scene, they show they show full on. She's talking to a dead body here, which. I only saw. Oh my god! A, how did I miss that? Was I? I don't know. That? I only saw a glimpse of it at the end, and then because uh, uh, I only caught that until the very end of that whole. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how I was, but yeah, they showed a lot more. But like I said, I was taking notes. So um, then we go back. Van and Ty are playing paper football. We see that Van has the rope burns there, um, mm-hmm. so that's from them being tied together. Um, Mari is manning the stew. Uh, she starts talking about uh, Shauna with dead ass Jackie. Uh, it's Akila who sa- talks about her going full on normal baits. Normal uh, baits, yeah. Then we go over to uh, the new girls. It's Crystal who's humming. Uh, teen Jen, who's the dark haired girl, who is Rabies girl in mm. the trailer. So we'll see. And then teen Melissa is the one that I said looked pretty beat. And. Um, any predictions on these teens? Who's going to live? Who's going to die out of Crystal, the brunette, 
in Teen Melissa. Well, I'm going to have to go with the rabies girl that you said. But while I was watching, I was not thinking which one of these girls are going to die first. So I kind of feel like they're all going to die. Because no, they're just added in there. Well, and also you would think that, you know, Crystal obviously is possibly going to have an influence on Misty. And so you would think that maybe there would still be a connection there. Mm. Um, so the fact that there's not, and she still listens to the music. So let's just throw a bunch of extras to kill him. I think they're, I mean, I could see them letting Melissa die or live just because somebody's got to live, but I'm going to predict that they all die. Now, do we think these players are JV or underclassmen for sure, right? They have to be. No, because like, the whole t- team was varsity. Well, no, because they took up a few players from JV. So like Akila, I think, was a JV player. So they took oh, up. Oh, I a thought few... she was the only one because she substituted. Oh, maybe because... she was. Yeah, maybe yeah, she because was. she substituted for that. What's that crazy girl's name that broke her leg? Uh, Allie, I think. Yeah, Allie. Yes. Yep. Okay, so probably not JV players. I still think maybe underclassmen because they're obviously not hanging out with the, yeah, the, the older kids. Yep. Um, so now we go back to Jackie in the meat shed. She asks, how did it start? Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, she mentions how like Shauna needs to work this work, work through this and she says you're holding on to me or whatever which I thought was a f- funny very Jackie line yeah it's like haunting like, one on one yeah so she asks how it start um, Shauna says that Jeff was pretty messed up from uh, Jackie like breaking Jeff. up with her mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that even dealing with a ghost that may even be in her own head and not a ghost, Shauna is still trying to gaslight, like, the ghost, if you will. So she, um, you know, Jackie explained how uh, she wouldn't have sex with Jeff, so he was threatening to break up with her if she wasn't going to have sex. And she says, Jackie, I didn't know. Jackie says, but you did, because she did know. And then she finds out that Shauna kissed Jeff first. Mm -hmm. She says, why she says i don't know she says you do know say it they kind of get into a tussle knocks um off jackie's ear and puts it in her pocket yeah why why do you think why do you think she kissed jeff like what is she like why are they getting in this tussle here over her saying why she kissed jeff i think shauna wants to believe that what she's saying is true. I know you said that she's gaslighting, but I think in Shauna's mind, she really, I mean, out of curiosity, why do girls do half the things that we do? Why do guys do half the things to do? I think Shauna was just like curious to kiss them first. I don't know. Maybe, and like we've talked about this, she's an opportunist. Do I think that she wanted to do it to make Jackie mad and to piss her off? I don't know. I don't think in that moment she was thinking about Jackie. I think in that moment she was thinking about here's an opportunity to make out with someone. Ooh, he's Jeff. He's in a vulnerable spot. Why don't I do it? Just to do it. Yeah, it makes sense. What I is think, your thoughts? Well, a few things. Um, one, as a as her being a compulsive liar, I mean, that's part of you know being a compulsive liar, right? You have to believe your lie half the time. I think yeah. people really believe it. So I think she does believe it, but she's also still lying. Um, I think she's obviously jealous of Jackie. I think she wants to be Jackie. And this was a way for that to happen. But I don't know that that's what the fight's about. I'm kind of wondering where the show's going with this. And that later in the episode, we hear Shauna say 
that she likes the idea of another woman's scent on Jeff. Uh-huh, uh-huh, is uh-huh. there just something really weird and more to this with Shauna? And I'm not like kink shaming her when I say that. I'm just saying, is there something deeper to this? She likes what she cannot have or like likes. Well, I mean, I think you have this and I don't really know what the show is going to go here. I'm just bringing it up for a point of discussion because I think it's possible. A lot of people suggested that Shauna liked Jackie. I know. Remember, I thought that, too. I I know. And so I'm just wondering if there's some sort of weird tie connection to that, because otherwise I don't really get. She already knows she was with Jeff, that she dated Jeff. Yeah, that they were together. Yeah. So, I mean, does she not it's want like, to say you, that? like single white female shit? Yeah. It's, Have you ever seen that movie? I, I, I'm aware of the premise. I haven't, you know, it's a little bit before my like, time, so yeah. I didn't watch it. Oh but my I'm God, a, shut the fuck I'm a, up. I'm aware of the premise of the movie. and But yeah. basically it's there, it's, you know, I think like that premise is, I don't know, maybe she, like you said, she wants to be like Jackie. She wants to feel like what it's like to be Jackie and took that opportunity to kiss Jeff. Maybe, you know what I mean? Trying to tip her toe in the, the Jackie water of like, Oh, this is what (laughs) Jackie does. Tip her toe in the Jackie waters. Um, Yeah, no, I I think that's to me, that's the thing. I think they were fighting because obviously Jackie knows that I'm sorry, Jackie, well, it's not Jackie, but Shauna understands that she's fucking lying. So she's, yeah. I think that's like a representation of her battle with herself, right? Like, because yeah. Jackie's dead. So like, literally, she's fighting with the Jackie that she made up in her mind. And do you think this is a real ghost of Jackie or that this is just what's in her head? I mean, isn't it the same thing? Yeah, it is. I So I think it's just... <laughs> Well, I, think I don't, I don't, know. I think it's, I think it's her arguing with a dead body in her head. Yes. But I don't I want think, it, I don't think there's a, I, I don't think there's a ghost. I think it's all. I want it. Head. I want it to be the ghost of Jackie. Cause I want her to still exist. Oh, so, so we're going to take this show into uh, the next sci-fi. That, that's genre. what I, that's what I'm going to choose to believe in my head. Uh, yeah. I no, think, I don't, I don't think I don't she's think, being, I don't why think, wouldn't Jackie haunt everybody else? Why is she only haunting well, because Shauna killed her. Um, well, Shauna didn't really. In my opinion. Okay. Um, okay, so she knocks off her ear, puts it in her pocket. Blech. Did you think right away she was going to eat the ear when she just first knocked it off? Did I? I'm trying to remember. No, I did not. I my, my ear radar was up right away when I saw that ear break off. But then she at least tried to put it back on. So I felt better. But then when she pocketed the ear, I was like, I was on ear watch right away. That was, I I, I thought like, mm, I think she was pondering, but I didn't think she was going to do it. So then we get, Shauna brings the meat rations back. We find out that rations are low. Uh, then we flip to adult Shauna is sitting in her damn safe where she's got Adam's ID, his money clip, his keys. And she calls Jeff because they need to check uh, Adam's art studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff answers the phone, McDonald's chicken nugget department, because he's been selling six pieces all day. <laughs> <laughs> like it's his job. And then he says he's been doing it like he's a boss. Um, I guess he didn't have any boudoir returns. That day. <laughs> um, any thoughts on, on Jeff and seeing him again? I love Jeff. Jeff is one of my favorite characters. He's an he's like a oblivious idiot. 
to this whole thing. And yet such a good person of who's going to fucking take down, like who's going to take the fall for everybody. And do we think we see Jeff kind of trying He's like to an invent- idiot savant. <laughs> we see him trying to like invent his own dad jokes. I mean, we think this McDonald's chicken nugget department is his first attempt at his. Oh no, he's got newly found Jeff humor. So he the, he talks about the Jolly Hitcher. Oh, you've been there. What's in there? Do you think we start to see? I think some of the first signs from Jeff of a little bit of jealousy creep in. Yeah, I think I think the last episode he was so worried about the the outcome of what was happening. Right. Of, that he didn't really have time to process those emotions. Yes, I definitely think he was in shock, right? Like in the first in season one, where he's like, You just did you just say you fucking killed someone? Like, hello? And then and then, like you said, the affair is like second to that. Yeah, but we start to see some signs that maybe he's not as okay with this the more he's processing it. Um well, the more he he's to- reminded of it too, right? Like, I'm sure like he's right, like, no. okay. Yeah, no, that's going to make it worse. But I think even at this point, he was, you know, just that jolly hitcher. Oh, you've been there. Like, that was the first sign where he's starting to ask questions, really kind of like show some natural reactions of how a guy would really act in this situation, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to Ty trying to pick up Sammy from school with Steve in hand. Steve. And Steve. we see. Now, one question I have. I feel like the adult timeline is two months later, right? Uh, as well, right? Because I think Misty hasn't seen Natalie in two months. I think that I comes up. Like it's kind of still chronological because she just won. Like it, it's still. I, I thought it, it was two, but I thought it later. Why do you think it's did. two months after? Well, I thought because I thought Natalie had been gone a while by the time um, Misty goes to the hotel and when she's talking to the hotel, Mm. like I think she talks about her friend being gone. So I'll have to identify, but I think it actually has been longer. I almost think they pushed two months forward in the adult timeline as well. Oh, interesting. I didn't think that. But where that doesn't make sense, if that is true, and I'll I'll find out, I'm not positive it is or isn't, but it definitely didn't seem like it had been two two months for Ty, Simone, and Sammy. Like that's it seemed the, like, and that's where I was thinking too, that timeline, yeah. because it but just seems where, so fresh, right? Because she didn't even tell Tia, Tia, uh, Tia um, Thaisa about what she found, Simone, until yeah. that moment, right? That's the first yeah. moment. So that's where I was like, I'll have to clarify timelines. But if that's true, that just seemed a little like it, it didn't seem to match the rest of it. Um, so yeah, I'm not positive. I, I might be, I feel like from Misty's perspective though, Natalie's been gone for a while because, you know, the, the door has been repaired. She's, you know, who knows? Um, so Simone says, stay the fuck away from him. Basically you're not well, if she doesn't go get help, she'll never see Sammy again. And that she'll go to the press if she doesn't resign. Like these are all bad signs for Simone, right? Yes. She's screwed. Um, do you think Simone is going to how, how do you think she's going to resolve this with Simone is Simone going to live die well you think that she's going to die but I feel like Taisa loves her too much she is the mother of their son that's a that's going to be a fucking tough position I don't know I don't know she's seen too much she's seen too fucking much I mean she's just she going can ruin her. she's going to ruin her She's going at her really strong for somebody who wants oh, to Oh, yeah, live. she came in fucking hot. She came in fucking yeah. hot. And to know that fucking secret, like, 
That's fucking disturbing as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. So, but it, I think it's one thing if she was just asking for her to get help, but she's saying if she doesn't resign and get help. So she's really right. boxing Thaisa. Yes. She's not giving her right. Thaisa a lot of options. Right. And, you know, it's so funny is uh, the fact that like that her first thing was to quit why not get help like that was like why I was like why does she why does she have to quit why can't she just fucking work through this and I think it's fucking crazy because Thaisa is going to take this seriously because who like everybody's going to believe Simone everybody's going to believe Simone that's her wife she's lived with them whatever she says is going to pan out and it's going to be perceived as true unless she you know yeah get that and plus they have that history from the wilderness where people are already a little already, suspect. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's, yeah, here's the fucking, uh, here's the platter I'm serving. And yes, everybody's, you know, going to fucking think that they are cannibals. So next thing we get is Nat and Travis in the wilderness looking for Javi. Um, they're kind of marking off their diff- distances to see how far out from the cabin they can get, which I think is pretty smart. Uh, Travis thinks he sees Javi, but it's a fox. Um, you can kind of start to see that Nat doesn't believe that Javi is alive. Um, and she ends up committing to search with Travis an hour earlier. Um, thoughts on this? Firstly, did you think that was really Javi at first? No. You thought it was a dream sequence? I think I thought it was like a mirage or, like or a, something. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, no, I did and, not think that. And then, um, I mean, to me, just the concerning thing was like, how early can they really start and walk with no resources, no sleep, like just concerning mm-hmm. to me. It could that be they're not... darker outside. Do you think, I mean, I guess it's smart to try to go out and mark off areas and especially like, obviously Travis is going to look for Javi, but I'm just trying to figure out in my head if it's better to like move as little as possible and conserve your energy or they're all in a really tough position. I think, what would you yeah. do if you were out there? I think I would do what they would be doing. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. That's if it was my, if it was Joel that was missing, I would probably be doing exactly what hobbies. I mean, um, Travis is doing and yeah, I don't care about the energy. I'll figure out once I find her, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, so then we go to Larry who's running the motel. Um, Misty shows up and says that Natalie is her best friend and something must have happened to her. Um, (laughs) Larry says something happens to everyone. And Misty (laughs) says, true. And some of those things can be worse than others, depending on our choices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He tells them that the hotel or motel has discretion. And then she talks about how she has a Nora Roberts novel, two days off from work and an abnormally large bladder. Did you get that she was saying she wasn't going to have to pee for a while? Yes. So I initially was like, I thought, like, I was like, is she trying to say she can carry a lot of liquid and she's going to like pee there? Like- no, I felt <laughs> like she was, she's not going to move from that spot. Her bladder is yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, is she saying she's going to pee on their floor? Like, I was so confused at first. But yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, he tells her that uh, she split and took off, uh, left cash and took off. Um at this point, we hear it's number one crush by Garbage, mm-hmm. and this is for the um, 
art scene um is shauna and jeff go to inspect the art gallery that's when jeff says his you know how do you get an art major off your front porch you give him the pizza money there we see all the tons of like pseudo nudes of shauna mm -hmm. beautiful we paintings beautiful art <laughs> like they were they were really good I mean, we all know you want a bow to Adam, okay? Oh, okay, Adam's fucking hot. All that's left is his torso at this point. God. So good luck with that. But he was um, a great artist. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't take that away from him. <laughs> he worked well with his hands. Um, Jeff asks if he uh, <laughs> definitely gentler than Jeff. Um, Jeff. Jeff asks, did you pose for him? And then what did you think when Shauna's like, are you okay? What are you thinking right now? Isn't that what people ask people who they've like fucked over? I, like when you're asking what somebody's thinking because like, you know they're pissed? I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, Shauna, he's in a fucking art, art gallery with naked photos of you that he does not even, uh, it's like fucking, it's like dangling something, like rubbing it in someone's face is what I thought that was. But I mean- I thought it was a valid question also, right? It, but you kind of know the answer to it, but it was a valid question. Like, where's your mindset at? Like, we got to figure out what to do here. I need you on board. I need you to be, you know, pretty much sane as possible to figure out what the fuck we're going to do with all these half-naked photos of myself. Well, and it's got to be worse for Jeff because he was in basically a sexless marriage. You know, right. I mean, they had Doing sex, inventory. Yeah, I mean, and he and he really was like fucking trying to do doing, I mean, he was trying to resolve their debt, but I mean, he wasn't like really getting laid. He was. Just I think worried. for him, it just the affair. It just made it more real when he got in there, right? It was like, yeah, Sean had told him this, but now the extent of it, he, she, she, I mean, there's naked pictures of his wife. He, it just now fucking settles in and no, he's not all right. Shauna, you fucking idiot. Of course he's not. Okay. So she talks about the thought of you with somebody else yes. at first scares her, but turns her on. Yes. I used she to wants, think that ugh. I used to think that made me some kind of pervert. <laughs> then he says, what do you think now? And that she says, I, that I like being the way I am. So how much of this do you think is real with Shauna? How much of it is her manipulating him? Oh, I think she's being 100% real. I don't think she's manipulating and, him at all. And do you think uh, do you think this is her kind of trying to come to terms with who yes. she is as a person? Yes. Not just sexually, but as a murderer, as a... I guess. I absolutely all these different do. Things, absolutely. Like I feel like she's coming to it. She's fucking like just dealing... It's like a... Like you said, she's coming to terms of who she really is and letting Jeff know. I mean, I feel like she told Jeff everything and it, she made herself more vulnerable. So I feel like that was an in for her to be a, just trying to be more honest with this person who was like going to take the fall for me, you know, like kind of like a give and take type of thing. Because knowing that, God, this guy really does love me. Maybe I should be a little bit more honest with him. So yeah, I think it's her being 100% real. What the fuck is she going to get out of it? What is she manipulating him out of? Well, I guess where I go is, to me, how I partially read it is if she allows him to hook up with other chicks when they hook up, kind of have more of an open marriage, it kind of eliminates her from her you know, sin against their marriage that she can so like redeems him or redeems or her. It, it just like, and I've seen this with other people that have had like 
broken marriages where maybe the wife isn't as faithful and she starts suggesting things like this and it's a way for them to kind of get out of their bullshit. And so I took it as her manipulating him. Um, but I did think when she says that I like being the way that I am, I do think, I do think there's truth in all of it, but I think as usual, she's manipulating uh, him. And I've got another just kind of off question for you. Is the adult timeline for Shauna, this is how I read the adult timeline for Shauna, is like breaking bad for women. Like that's how I see it as because- Like having a midlife well, crisis? Well, and there were a lot of analysis in Breaking Bad when you analyze Walter White about whether he's a good person or not. Like a lot of men related to him. There was a lot of criticism of like, you know, if, if whether he's a good guy or a bad guy or, or what he is. And I think a similar way with Shauna for women, like I think a lot of people like her. They think good things about her, but she is obviously Breaking Bad in the show. Like she obviously was bad, you know, had she had trauma as a teen that caused some unsettling things in her life, mm -hmm. but she had tried to live, whether it's an exciting life or not, she tried mm -hmm. to live like a normal suburban life and like she is breaking bad. That's just how I have kind of seen. Well, I think trauma. So like, I think the same idea that I had about Thaisa kind of triggering back into these fugue stakes people respond to trauma differently when it kind of re resurfaces. And I think, I mean, again, we don't see this side of trauma, um, this side of Shauna until all of this. Well, she didn't get, well, when Jessica Roberts, right. Jessica Roberts came and started kind of poking in and asking her about questions. And again, reliving all of this. I don't know if this is like her coming to turn. Like, I, I don't see that. I think that she's always been this person and, I think she's just kind of getting more comfortable because now she's doing it out in the open with her husband knowing about it. I don't, I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Just curious your opinion on it. So now we go. Are you asking to... me, do I think Sean is a good person or a bad person? No, I mean, I'm just, it's just more of a comment, I guess. I feel like, I feel like I'm watching breaking bad for women. Oh, that's my declarative I, statement. I, that's no, I do in, not feel in the that adult way. timeline. Um, so we see Jeff bends his wife over while looking at a psychedelic Freddy Krueger painting yeah, of his wife. Yeah, the worst painting. The worst painting out of all of them, yeah. Um, that was a little disturbing. Would you rather be banged in a janitor closet like Misty or in Adam's art gallery? Oh, in what Adam's would be art your... gallery. In Adam's art gallery. 100%. <laughs> right. you... There's cleaning products. It smells like shit. It's a fucking closet. Are you fucking kidding me? This is where a mate, this is where a janitor stores gritty ass, dirty ass things. Yeah, no, I'd rather be in a fucking art gallery, of course. 100%. And we getting banged by Adam. That would be even better. Uh, so then we flash back to teen Shauna. She starts staring at Jackie's ear. Ugh. At this point, did you think we were getting closer to her yes. eating it or you yes. still didn't think she was going to I thought she was contemplating like, okay. Yes. At, at this point, point yes. you're on ear yeah. alert. As I'm well on as fucking, me. my ears are wide open. Okay. Then we look at teen Misty by the stew. Um, she gets yelled at by Mari. She's getting dicked over in the number draw to go get water. Um, Thaisa asked Shauna if she's okay. You could kind of tell all the girls kind of think something weird's going on with Shauna. I feel like both in the previous conversation and she's then with talking Ty to a fucking dead body. She's hanging out with a dead body. Of course they are. So you can kind of tell that. 
Um, Jeff and Shauna finish banging. Um, they decide to cover the paintings with turpentine and start smearing them. Wasn't and that kinda, paint thinner? Uh, yeah, I think that's what turpentine is. Is basically. that what that is? Okay. Yeah. But um, we kind of talked about it last, but not a great strategy, correct? Right. Just smearing the paintings. I mean, your fucking DNA, your fingerprints are going to be found on that. So smart move on their part. Yeah, just continual missteps by both Jeff and Sean. They should have fucking episode. told Misty. Just let Misty handle everything. Um, Crystal is singing and humming to the glory of love from the <laughs> Beaches soundtrack. This is our second uh, Beaches reference in the show for whatever oh. that's worth. What's uh, the first Beaches reference? Um, when Shauna asked Jackie if she was quoting Beaches to Oh, her. yeah. <laughs> So, oh, um, I love beaches. Have you seen beaches? I haven't. No, I mean, my mom watched it when I was a kid, but once again, a little before my time, and I was aware that it existed. Okay, it wasn't something I watched. Um, well, I thought it was even before these people. Well, and you know what is so funny is that no, it 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 pans out beaches, but beaches is about best friends and one of them dying. So, yeah, the beautiful one dying. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Beaches. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised here. Like Misty gets irritated and tells Crystal to shut the fuck up, um, which I think that's her lashing out based on how people have reacted Correct. to Misty. She's, yeah, she's different. Yeah. But it was kind of sad to see Misty because, I mean, you know, when they first came here, she felt valued. Um, you know, really the mushroom thing was as much Mari's fault as it was anyone's fault, right. in my opinion. Oh, what? I mean, she put them. She took the mushrooms off the table and put them in the stew. Like, she, Misty but she didn't, didn't know that she that they were but, fucking mushrooms. But then she knew there were Misty's. Like, she, it, Misty didn't give them. Like, she went in Misty's thing, opened it, saw them, put them in the stew. Like, it wasn't like Misty didn't give them to her to put in the stew. But then, why would Misty? I, in Mari's defense, I'd be like, oh. Look, mushrooms. Why would she I'm not, be keeping I'm not them? saying Misty doesn't share at least half of the blame, but I think, like, if I'm doing a blame pie, Mari gets at least 40%, in my oh, opinion. Oh, God. I don't believe that. Well, um, the, the only thing is, I maybe Mari... Well, the thing about it is, it's all communal. All the food. It's all a group thing. It like, wasn't, I, why, like, I, out in the open that she took something that she had wrapped up and sat down to help somebody else without her permission and put it in the soup like it she didn't even know it was mushrooms it wasn't open she went and looked in her things and put it in the soup like i'm i'm giving misty 60 percent of the blame i'm just saying mari is talking a lot of shit for somebody is that's the actual person that put them in the stew that's all i'm saying mm, but she didn't know they were fucking magic mushrooms just saying yeah yeah i get it i'm just saying she still is the one who actually put them in the fucking soup okay. um Crystal explains how singing helps grease the skids when she has to go to the bathroom. Uh, she offers to be Misty's vocal coach. She says we can harmonize. And you kind of see Misty smiling. What do you think of this newly budding friendship I between it. Crystal I love it. and Misty? Everybody needs to be at that. I think that that's wonderful. The girl is just as kooky and out of place, just like Misty. I think that's a great thing. And who doesn't love to harmonize? Did you ever hum when you ate food as a little kid? Or of did, like, course. Like on accident or like? No, I did it on purpose. Did it annoy people? Was Joe yes. like super annoyed with yes. you? Yes, I still do it. I'll just fucking burst out into song all the time. I love it. 
It's funny. All right. So Coach Ben's looking pretty rough with Nat. It kind of seems like when Coach Ben and Nat meet that they're kind of the adults in the room is, yes. is kind of how yeah. it gets 100%. perceived. Um, give them credit. They're kind of piecing a map together. together. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was pretty smart. Um, Where's this can, paper coming from, though? The specific paper that she had it was, was like from writing a, on the back from a history class, from a test. Uh, it was like a quiz. So okay. Um, you can tell that they both kind of think Javi is dead. Yeah. Um, they said that they had checked a seven by seven mile radius. It sounded like. Um, no game and no Javi for seven miles in any direction from the cabin is what it Damn. sounds like to me. So I didn't even, I don't, when you say seven by seven radius, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Okay. But seven seven miles miles in any direction. In any direction. Wow. Yeah. So definitely. How do they know how many miles they're walking? Um, I don't know. Counting their footsteps. (laughs) Well, you assume a a pace footsteps, maybe three feet approximately. So Um, maybe they're counting their steps. I don't really know though, but that's, that's what they said. Um, Misty is sitting adult Misty sitting on the bed she's talking to herself about the Natalie thing she had snuck into Natalie's room Mm -hmm. she's like of course she left without telling you best friends yeah right do not cry over this Misty babies cry and then in the middle of that meltdown citizen detective Misty sees that the door has been repaired Mm -hmm. she finds uh, splinters by the door Mm mm-hmm and she sees a camera that would have been on the door. Do you think she's going to go for the camera footage next episode? A hundred percent. And do you think she gets it from the motel owner? Absolutely. Okay. So then we go to adult Nat, um, where that girl with nose rings comes in. Um, did you have any thoughts on who that girl with nose rings would be? No. Who is it? Okay. So I don't think this is what it's going to be, but we're going to go into the beginning of our theories. Um, and I did hear somebody else mention this. Wait, you think I, that's a, that's Lottie's kid? I had thought it as soon as I saw it, that they wanted you to think that that was possibly Shauna's kid. But I don't think it is, but it reminds me of like the Javi situation with Adam. I think they want you to think that it's possible that that's Shauna's kid. Cause Shauna's kid is about five years older than Callie. Mm-hmm. So ages, ages, right. Maybe she didn't even look like her. She don't look like Shauna. I did think she looked like Callie's older, uh, older sister. Here's another question for you though. Everyone is so caught up on Shauna's baby. Yeah. I don't, I don't think any of this is true. I'm just, we're just speculating. Is it possible we see some connections between Lottie and Travis? Is it possible somebody else has a baby? They're there for like 18 months. Somebody what? else could get knocked up. What if that's, what if it's Lottie's baby? What if that's Travis? Travis's daughter? I'm, I don't believe any of this is going to happen. I'm just saying it's possible. Every, everybody's so caught up on Shauna's baby or Lottie taking Shauna's baby but Lottie could have, well, I guess you would have seen well, it. Well, how would Lottie take her baby when she goes in the fucking maybe the, par- maybe the parents took it? No. They fucking think their daughter's crazy. I don't think so. I think okay. that baby dies. My theory is that baby comes out deformed. 
Okay, so I believe that the baby is probably okay. stillborn, but yes. that they sacrificed the carcass to the the bear tree. That that's makes my, sense. That's my belief. But I do believe that they want you to think it's possible in this scene that that's the daughter. And I did hear, I think they mentioned, like I thought it when I first saw it, but I didn't think that that's actually what's going to happen. And they do mention that on the prestigious podcast this week. So, so obviously other people are thinking what I thought they wanted them to think, which is that that's a possibility. So anyway, but I do not think that that is Shauna's baby for the record, but I do think they want you to think it's a possibility. Um, Natalie says, you got to undo me if I'm going to eat. Um, towards the end, I'm going to make a solid kidnapper out of you yet. Uh, Shauna's baby says, bon appetit. Hmm. Um, you knew that Natalie was getting out and this was bad news, right? hundred yeah. percent. Fucking a hundred percent. You gave her utensils, dumbass. So then we go, she did eat the, I thought she was eating like a carrot or something. I wasn't sure if she was going to eat the food or not, but it did look like she ate at least a carrot. Um, then we flip to Jeff. I said raging in the car. That might be the minivan. But Jeff raging out to Last Resort by Papa oh, I Roach. love that song. I love that song. Um, I think he seems to be bothered by what just happened and what's going on. Absolutely. It's hitting him. And he keeps uh, flashing to the Shauna monster painting. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so then we go to adult Shauna is going to burn the journals, the ID. Um, they're going to barbecue. They end up catching the tree on fire. We talked about it before, but we both said we were surprised that she burned the journals. Mm-hmm. Um, weird that she thought she was going to be able to burn that ID or that they didn't make sure it burned complete. Right. Um, do you think she's burned all the journals? Um, well, the way you say it, no. I'm going to guess there's one journal remaining. That's my prediction she's an idiot of course so that that makes sense um any I mean, other they thoughts? couldn't even burn the fucking thing without i think that was like a foreshadow like they are terrible at things they're gonna get caught they fucking couldn't burn things on the right way that their fucking tree catches up fire i think it's funny because like i said shauna was the worst really early but they do <laughs> they just reinforce it like she's literally so bad yeah. at everything exactly um so then we go to Thaisa in the basement smelling Simone's laundry. Mm. <laughs> she checks the crawl space in the basement, basement, climbs into it. That's where we see the biscuit altar. Uh, Steve, Steve comes in. How do they not hell. smell that shit? How do they not smell that shit? Yeah, I don't know. And that this leads to, to what you're saying. Yeah, this had to have been a lot closer than two months because it would be pretty rough for sure. Um, I mean, it would be rough with a few days, let alone a few months. So it has to have been a few days later. Um, she says, oh, Steve, oh, Steve, this was a mistake. I'm going to do better with you. Oh, God, help Steve. <laughs> so two two questions here. Do, do you really believe that Thaisa has no clue what's going on here? Because her reaction and she was crying like she had. Oh, no I think clue. it. I think she. I think she was like a remnant. I think it triggered something. I think it triggered something from the past for her. Well, I think Thaisa, like she has woken up with dirt on her fingers. She's had the bite from biscuit. I just think she acts a lot more shocked than she should be because she knows she had a physical interaction with biscuit. She knows 
she's like we don't know how bad it gets in her sleep like she says that it gets bad like that shauna knows how bad it can get so Uh i mean i don't i don't think she knows exactly what she did but she has to have some understanding that she's she did at this point yeah but you know what's so crazy is the fact that she couldn't cut things with like Ada. Well, we don't even know what she is in her food state, right? Like she was like so disgusted by the the sight of blood and all of that with Adam. And then here we are. Look what the fuck she did to that dog. Yeah. And like, I still think she had kind of a weird look on her face when she won the election. So I just, I have some questions about how that feud her state, mental state how yeah. it bleeds into her real life state I, yeah i i yet. actually think because when you is it a fugue state or disassociative state like so with a dissociative personality it's like you're a completely different person but you're awake the entire time and it's usually triggered by some sort of trauma or some sort of trigger so like the fugue state is when they're sleeping right when you when you well, I, I think, you know, if we're going on what the psychiatrist said about Sammy, she talked to about him having both disassociative and fugue states. Fugue state. So fugue state, we got to look that up. I guess we for the next episode of like what a fugue state, because for me, like it could like what you're saying of how her smile kind of changed or even when she was a I don't know. We'll see. That's something that's going to unfold, I feel like, this season. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, they're going to bleed into each other a little bit. I think uh-huh. they have to. But I um, think when you you think when she saw what she fucking did, do you think that she has any recollection? Or, like, is triggered by something from the wilderness? I mean, you would think she has to be triggered by seeing an altar like that because it should give her recollections of yeah. things that they had done before. So I think the i think adult thaisa plays this very surprised but i just question how surprised she could really be mm-hmm. like she she could have not known it would happen but you would think she would look at it and just say, you know kind of nod and be like yeah that kind of makes sense that i would do that um but we'll see um so then we go to adult jeff at the table he's doing his dad jokes what did the bun say to the hot dog? He doesn't have a punchline uh, for his joke. Um, Shauna was like, maybe that other stuff can go in me too. I was thinking, yeah, I bet Shauna would say that. Um, <laughs> Callie's sick of all the shit. Um, she goes, she wants to go make like a veggie burger or something on the grill. Uh, Jeff doesn't want her to do that. So he says old fashioned dad shit is his love language mm-hmm. and um, goes to make that from her uh, or for her. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy there other than Callie is just still being very protective of her dad. It seems like um, then we go to Nat and Travis's teens not sleeping. Nat says she's enjoying the stone age TV Um it kind of looks like Natalie wants to make out. Travis isn't really having it. He's not into it, no. Uh, Travis says he knows Nat thinks Javi is dead. And then, um, you know, Natalie kind of says in this cold, like the odds of him surviving would, you know, kind of inferring wouldn't be very good. And that's when Travis starts having his panic attack. Um Lottie, we see her put the hands on him again. Uh-huh. It definitely did look like visions of that altar stump. And then also visions of the altar stump with candles over it. Uh-huh. The candles Who was from having the weird that? underground. Javi? I mean, ha- sorry, um, Travis. Travis, Travis yeah. saw 
the stump in green and then the stump in green with candles, I believe. Um, and then he wakes up with a boner. We're at number two on the Travis boner counter. Um, so what do you think's going on there with, with Lottie and Travis? Do you think there's any They're fine. Type- there's a connection. There's that connection. Yeah. He, yeah. Like it just kind of gives weight to Lottie's power, right? It gives some, some sort of legitimacy of Lottie's fucking, she's got some sort of connection with the world. There's something going on that's special about Lottie. There's like a, some sort of gift that she has for sure. And one of those gifts are apparently inducing boners. So (laughs) good for her. Um, And she does say your brother is alive. I know he is. Yeah. Um, Natalie gets pissed because she wants Lottie not to give him false hope. She says there is no false hope, just hope. That's Uh, that was, you know, I like that line. Yeah. And so we've kind of seen that Lottie has a history of seeing and knowing things. So when she says that Javi is alive, do you think Javi is alive? Yes. Me too. I think he, I I would have been kind of iffy. Lottie to me has been the most honest and kind of like pretty, pretty, like what she says has been coming to fruition. It's been predictable. I mean, it happens like everything she said, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't really seen her miss much yet. Right. So I have to believe that Javi is still alive. Um, So now we go back to nose ring chick with adult Natalie. Um, She's back to secure her. um, And Natalie stabs her with her fork and then pulls the fork out. Was that not super gross? That was, I mean, I was like, yeah, she fucking had to stab her hard with that shit. I was like that Shauna's daughter, you know, come on. so I now like Nat is loose. She's being tracked on the property. Did you, there's no way Natalie was going to escape, correct? No, she was in the fucking, she's in the, yeah. Um, now we go back to teen Van and Ty sleeping together. The bad one wakes up and starts making the moves on Van, bites her lip off. But did you notice though, like the, she looked normal. Yeah, she didn't look as much possessed like in deviant that. or yeah, demonic. She looked normal. Oh, she bitter. I know. Um, so Van is very accepting. Um, she says, "You think I can't handle this?" One thing that I thought was interesting and kind of has to do with the other scene we were just talking about. She says, "This isn't you. This is something happening to you." And then she kind of says to us, um, "She writes in blood. I love you on her arm." Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're really, I think we're really setting the stage for Dan and Thaisa's adults potentially linking reconnecting. Yep, that's exactly what I thought too. Especially with her being so understanding and being Simone being so not understanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is writing "I love you" in your own blood the best way to tell somebody I love you for the first time? I think it's fucking gross. No. (laughs) and then what's the right amount of time to tell somebody that you love them Ellen I'm the worst person (laughs) I think I told Jeff that I loved him after like two weeks of dating oh lord okay and then look what happened to that so I am not the best person that's kind of surprising from you because you're so cold-hearted I this is this is these are facts these are absolute facts look what happens 
Okay, so now we're back to adult Matt. She sees the cult doing some sort of ritual with the old dude. We get our first wiener count of the show. God, um, what a wiener that was. Uh, do you think that that old dude, like it seemed to be like a rebirth ritual or something, yes. right? Like it wasn't like, like let's they were bury him. him. No, then, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. No, I thought it was like a like coming from the wilderness, being reborn by Mother Earth, being yeah. like literally born out of the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Natalie's going to hit Lottie with a stick. Um, uh, Lottie kind of tells everybody to step back that she's my friend. Uh, Nat says, is that what we are? And she says, give me one good reason not to cave your head in. And, uh, Lottie says the magic words, because I have a message from you from Travis, which any mention of Travis. Travis, She's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get cornflake girl by Tori Amos to close out. We see Shauna pacing with Jackie's ear. Then we see Nat and Travis venture out. Um, they found a tree that was like more green. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I was like wondering what was the, was that significant? Because green meaning like the winter's ending hmm. and spring's coming, you know, like, or this is the, or Travis being like, oh, this is the stump. This is the last place where Javi peed um, and melted <laughs> the snow. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I didn't get a, that part, honestly. Yeah, I think it has a significance, but I didn't get what it was either. Um, then we flash to Callie. Callie finds the ID that has just the little picture of Adam. Of course, showing. just like the most evident part that's going to fucking ex not exonerate your parents from fucking killing him. Yeah. And uh, then we flip to Shauna. And Shauna eats the ear. So disgusting. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about what's to come. Um, I did notice. I think that trailer that was right after was for the whole season, yeah. not just yeah, yeah. for the next episode. Yeah. Um, is Shauna going to start secretly eating more of Jackie? I think that here were my thoughts. I think how do you, but how does she even bring that up to the group? Hey guys, we, if we're, st I think it's like going to be like a said way to we're out of food. Well, guys, I ate Jackie's ear and it was pretty, and that shit wasn't even cooked. It wasn't even cooked, but I think Sean is going to obviously be the one who's going to be like, Hey guys, I ate Shauna. I mean, I ate Jackie about a week ago or a month ago and I'm still here. <laughs> but like, you know, it's going to be brought up by Shauna. But how? What are the circumstances? I think she's like, going to Can you believe start... she ate that shit? Or is she just going to fucking cough that up and then someone's going to find her and be like, what the fuck did you just cough up? Or, or she throws up and they're like, there's a fucking ear in here, Shauna. What are you thinking? It could be like so, that. I think Shauna is going to keep eating parts off of Jackie for a while before anyone finds out. Uncooked and wrong? Come and on. Ugh. I think she's going to start peeling off of her and she's going to try to peel from areas where people don't notice. Oh, God. And I think eventually they're going to notice. And then does like, does Shauna you... really want to share Jackie is a question that I have. Oh, like is is Jackie I think, hers? I think, no, I think they're gonna find out pretty quickly. They're gonna find out. Someone's gonna be like, "Why is she in there so long?" and catch her, or she's gonna throw up that fucking raw dog ear. 
I think she's going to have eaten so much and then they're going to finally uncover a part and find out there's she, all these missing so. pieces below that. We will we will see. Um, I think she's going to throw up that ear and they're going to be like, what the fuck? And then they're going to be, they're going to be like, like, I think, and that's going to give them an idea of like, well, we can, maybe it, you threw it up because you didn't cook it. I think her eating so much of Jackie is ultimately going to be part of the story of Jackie sticking with her forever because she's like consumed her and now Jackie's like a part of her forever, what she really wanted. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about the nose ring chick. You don't think there's any significance to her? No, I don't think she is significant whatsoever. Yeah, I don't believe she's anything, but I believe they want you to think it's possible. That I want to know where Javi is. I want to know what's going on with Javi. I want to know. I want to know. So what do you think happened with Javi? I don't know. Where is he? Is he? I don't. Could he? Like, honestly, could he have survived that? Where would he have survived? I mean, do you think somebody else could have found him? Maybe the end comes this, you know, the cellar or the base of that fucking warehouse. Who knows? Yeah, Javi definitely seems like he's alive, though. Um, anything else you want to cover before we move on? No. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the epi- season two, episode one, deep dive of Shauna is the Worst. And we look forward to you turning in later this week for episode two. Bye. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Bzz. What did you think about old Mary listening to the podcast? I was like, yes, that was exciting to get some like feedback. Why are you trying to give her to get her to give us bad feedback? I want her to give us, I said, constructive feedback, not bad feedback. We've had the one negative review for a while, but I know it's somebody who likes Shauna. Like they're just not going to like us. I wish they told us why.